Hello, everyone. Welcome to the first episode of Think 30 Minute Rants. And today I wanted to talk about um, something really very interesting. And um, I just wanted to mention that I was writing something on something very intensely. And I really want to talk about the internet and how information spreads. Um, there's already a book by um, Malcolm Gladwell, if you haven't read it, The Tipping Point, a very fantastic read, if I do say so myself, because I actually did read the entire book and I did enjoy it. I thought it was very interesting. Um, and he is known for like making these types of books with loose concepts, um, like having a concept and just like stringing it together using these very specific nitpicked examples and trying to support his claim for that um, those examples, uh, sometimes people like it, some people don't. I just think they're very, just very interesting to read on their own. Not, I don't hold too much of an opinion on whether or not his, um, his things are right. I, I think they're definitely have good reasoning from the books I have read from, I actually read two books from him, The Outliers as well. I, I didn't think The Outliers was better than a tipping point though. So, um, Anyway, so I wanted to talk about the spread of information. So we have some very, very interesting stuff now in human history. If you ever think about it, we have the ability to touch glass and we have this entire system of information digitally just at our fingertips. And uh, people didn't have this idea when they were building pyramids in Egypt or when the Greeks were conquering Persia or the Romans were conquering pretty much everywhere. Um, and it's an achievement that we should really be proud of and to just take in more information as well. So, um, when you really think about it, we, us ha having all these digital information systems, we have the ability to take in more information and to multitask and network ourselves and more than any point in human history, we are more connected than let's say, um, even when with the roads of Rome. We are more connected because of the internet. And I feel like that is a fantastic stepping stone in the point of human civilization. Um, and now, like, there's an issue. The real issue, or is it just an issue, that I think there might be an issue. I wanted to talk about preparedness um, and I was watching a TED talk by Bill Gates the other day um, with the preparedness of diseases. And ironically, that uh, that was a couple of years ago, I think five, five or two years ago, something like that. Um, but his video was not right now. He was talking about how we're not prepared to face a epidemic. And we were not, as we are currently witnessing the, uh, the downfall of society, I guess. To uh, was kind of we're we're getting there. I guess we're like struggling, in in some aspects, and how we're handling it is not ideal. But I guess we're salvaging. So that's an upside. But I really wanted to um think about it for a moment. For like, let's say a major natural disaster happened, in um, and I mean like major, and I had had an experience where I lived through a hurricane, um not directly through a hurricane, but like near the end of its effects. So I didn't get too much of a taste of it, uh, luckily. But I, there was a blackout, and I was thinking to myself, 
what if you take away all the technology now? What's going to happen? And I saw my um, siblings, they couldn't entertain themselves too much because they were just, everyone just wanted their, either their phone charged um, from our little, from the generator that we had, or what's it called? Um, well, it's, it wasn't even a generator. It was, it was like a, a pow, somewhat power wall type of thing. Um, but how, but in other life, like in other, uh, other countries, how do people think? How do, how does the life go on when there is like a tsunami or a, a typhoon or a monsoon? How do children in these countries react and how do they constantly adjust to this adversity of mother nature just constantly affecting their lives? And has technology really improved our lives for the better or has it made us more spoiled? And has the machines that we've created created what Tim Berners-Lee, the creator of the internet himself, or World Wide Web, a silo effect where there's a limiting of information we take in to just what our preferences are. And if the Western world, mainly the um, uh, the United States, Canada, and I guess Europe, um, were to have a technological crisis with no internet, with uh, electricity being an issue as well, how would um, my fellow youngins, I guess, or peers would respond is the real question. And we know that life without a cell phone and no internet is hard. But I wanted to know what would they do? What would they do in these times? And I guess they'd try to entertain themselves through some way. And we know the prevalence of social media right now. Um, but the idea of the internet itself changed from the United, as the United States made it for a communication system and a data storage system as well. But now it's a multifunctional system as it's for entertainment, work, education, and so much more. And to consider human history itself I w is um, quite an achievement, the internet, and I just previously went over this. Um, but there were some things I foreshadowed as I went on a Walt Disney World ride in Epcot, if you haven't been on it. Um, just look at a spaceship Earth, and it can actually see some foreshadows um, human history in a global interconnected system with the Roman roads, as one example. Um, then, of course, Guten's printing press and uh, computers is where we are today. But those are some important um, technological and communicative advancements that were made throughout time. And we, I feel like we don't appreciate how much we actually get have right now. Um, most people complain about I, not. I don't want to say most people, but you know, some people. There are people out there who complain that they don't have the next iPhone, even though it literally looks like the same thing every single year. And I don't think they change too much, too drastically. But um, there's just so much that we don't we take for granted. And I just wanted to uh, talk about that exactly and consumer culture as well um and i was thinking when you have 
the ability to view and multitask like so much information um you kind of could get stuck in it and like feel like uh like you're in a hurricane and you also want to consume more because now one thing with social media is people like to share what they have um and i do have social media but i only post like important um things to me or like what i think was cool like a picture of a shaved ice thing i made but anyways so um but people want more and i feel like um people are more materialistic uh now more than uh than in some cases in the past because i mean i guess you could make an argument more people are materialistic in the past as well but i feel like there's something different with this generation and that's because of the internet personalities so either they could be really good or really bad and you're always going to see something of internet personalities i struggled to see like one internet personality like consistently be a what's it called a leader in a community sort of um i guess because every like the thing of internet fame is that you can rise but or like you could peak with your um rise in like a certain time period like i think in 2016 youtube with so many creators on the rise commentary channels left and right started by um leafy is here um but then only to end to idubs content cop but now he made a comeback now that's crazy oh my god so um but you're starting to see a rise in trends and data and one important thing to note is that this fame does not last forever um yes it's just for a time being but i'm thinking one thing to consider a long term what are these youtubers going to do in like like 10 years they like um remember filthy frank the pink guy um he couldn't do what he did forever i mean he's like slowly screaming on top of his lungs but you know um and he was very entertaining i, I will do admit he was quite entertaining but you can't do that forever. Now, I guess he's like a, a, some type of singer, I guess. Um, I, I don't name Joji. Um, but yeah, that's what's going to go on. And he inspires to get his new dreams, so good for him. Um, but what's going to happen to all these YouTubers uh, and people who made money off of this, I feel like, uh, short-term thing? I guess you, sometimes you could call it long-term because they already built expanding the careers on pre-existing um what's it called subscribers and fan base that they have but how long can that go how long can all this really last people grow old like one thing i remember is stampy longhead or nose however you prefer um however he goes by it now but stampy was a very prominent minecraft youtuber and i thought he was going to reach 10 million no problem back when I was in like uh, middle school as I, I loved to uh, watch his content. It was very calming. It was very peaceful. It was very fun. And it was very um, heartfelt as well. And I, he was very kid friendly as well. I enjoyed that. I, I know some of his early episodes weren't as kid friendly, but it was very enjoyable for a lot of people at the time, including some, uh, some of my friends watched him as well. And so it, it was pretty normal. He was a, I guess a household Minecraft name. Same with, uh, let's say, Captain Sparkles and 
pretty much every Minecraft YouTuber in around uh, 2014, 2015, especially. And then, but soon you start seeing these channels start uh, stagnating. Um, everything just becomes less, especially you. Well, I mean, Captain Sparkles now, you don't see too much of his. I mean, like now from the millions, you go to hundred thousands. So it's kind of like a mountain, I guess you could say. You, you start to rise up immediately, then you start to go down eventually. Um, once you climb a mountain, you just can't stay at the peak forever, you know. Um, you have to come down. And, uh, I mean, some people, like, I guess PewDiePie hasn't met that yet. But one day he's, I guess it's, it's his career. But how long can these people make it a career is the real question. Um, we're, because the internet, I feel like, is so young. We don't really know these questions, these answers to these questions. And I want to know, like, there are some YouTubers out there, like, uh, what's his name? Really, William Johnson, who has taken breaks, I think, from YouTube on and off. But I'm trying, and PewDiePie has been on since around 2011, I think, something like that. But you're bound to meet uh, controversy and uh, what's it called? Uh, something's bound to happen. And I feel like it's inevitable. Um, you can't just stay pure forever. I mean, like unless you're like Stampy, for example, who has still managed um, to keep making kid-friendly content. But uh, still, you have to consider that he, him sticking to that, these kids grew up, his fan base grew up. And what happens when these kids grow up? They just don't watch him anymore. They go to different channels. They just might stop watching him in general. I mean, they, they might still be subscribed, but they don't won't pay too much attention. They grow out of Minecraft. People change. People grow old. And this is definitely uh, one part of being an internet personality. And I want to see an internet personality really, really change with the uh, times. Not just in terms of like the pandemic or th those type of times, but over a long period of time, because I feel like most um, internet personalities just cater to, well, yeah, they, of course, they like make videos for their fans, of course. But how long can, like, I want to see, like, an evolution of the internet personality. So as they grow older, they just don't retain their same, like, persona. They, they show their person. They show who they are. And they show gen, like, what's it called? In ingenuity and their genuine self. Um, as they grow along this process. And I feel like that would could be beautiful. And what happens is that sometimes there's forks in the road that deviate from that path. And I feel like a lot of people have taken, well, internet personalities have taken the path where they either get, clouded, get cloudy judgment from fame, money, subscribers, numbers, statistics. And it takes away from the process. Because if you're a smaller content creator, I feel like, what's it called? You're bound to put in more genuine work. Because um, as someone who has made videos myself, um, I really put a long time. To, I've made a couple of videos that took an eight. It took eight hours to make one video, and I put so much work into it. And I really, I really put my heart into that work. Um, and it's one. And once it becomes a daily job for these uh, new internet personalities, I feel like one uh, issue is that there's a a trade off going on for the more for what people like to see, like let's say they made one video and they're doing something or acting like something, uh, they're acting like themselves and such, but they did uh, 
something very specific. Um, I'm not sure exactly how to describe this, but like, let's say they made, um, I don't know, like a gaming react video, like their gamer. And what happens is that they made a jump scare video and it went viral. Now they're going to do more jump scare videos, even though let's say they just did it because it was there from a friend or um, a subscriber recommended it. And now they're doing more jump scare videos and, and because more people want to see them and that's on the rise. So now as part of a content creator, I guess, um, not in terms of myself being a content creator, but I mean on a higher level of content creators, they have to think about keeping up with relevancy. And because um, being relevant is important when your, uh, I guess, your sort of career relies on uh, statistics and numbers, people clicking on ads, people clicking on your videos, watching, subscribing, um, donating, buying your merch, etc. And because you're trying to make money off it, but then I feel like maybe there's one point where they are comfortable with their money, but I guess they just tried to uh, go on. But that's aside from the point. Um, but the trade-off here is that you lose um, what you, like, I guess some content creators can. I mean, like, there, there probably are people out there who stick to what just recording what they want. And I have been watching, who is it? Um, Colossal is crazy. He is a fantastic content creator because his content is rewatchable. And I feel like that's something people don't really take and consider because usually when they people upload something, they just want to watch it once. But I feel like you earn so much if you make something if you make something so well once that it could be watched twice. The value of it is much, much more. Uh, I almost said much more better. It's much better than uh, when you make one daily video with little to no effort or even like some effort. But if you took so much effort editing um, the video, making sure the audio is right, making sure everything overlays right in the uh, editing software, um, all the effects work, and everything itself, um, and making it very enjoyable for people to watch. More people want to click on it, and they'll even go back to it to watch it. Because they might have forgot, like, they may have realized, uh, oh, this video is very good. And now they are going to realize that um, I may, maybe watch this again because I heard, I remember it's really good, but I forgot some of it. So that's a plus side of making these very high content videos. But like I said, there's a trade off going on with um, what people want to do and how, I guess, appealing to the algorithm, um, the YouTube algorithm. And so that kind of sucks because uh, the algorithm is like kind of like the the one who controls. Or I'm, I'm treating it like a person, I guess. It's like the thing that controls um, what what's going to be uh, in the recommended page, what's not going to be in your recommended, what's going to be on trending, what's not going to be trending. Um, but it can really, really take a toll on. Um, I feel like some people's personalities. You get to see a change, and and I feel like it's a change not for the better because some people might view an internet personality like i don't know like a legend or something but this could change we saw how fast um youtubers can rise and fall stampy is even captain sparkles his numbers are i mean yeah it still makes some 
videos, of course, and they still do gain a fair amount of views, more than I ever could garner. But they're still much less to back when it was 2014. And I really want to see a content creator who can just dish out content that evolves with their audience. And I feel like that's something Disney did. If you really want to think about it, Disney made Frozen when everyone's a little kid and they made songs and whatever. So that's fantastic. And whatever, of course, um, Frozen songs are pretty catchy, you know. But then they realized these kids grew up and, you know, we can make money off them. And I feel like that's the type of strategy these, um, not just to make money, but like ten kind of combats that let's say your audience grows up what are you going to do what is your what is your audience interested in like but at the same time you have to think about what do i want to do because now you are confused between what i want what do i want to do as a content creator and what do i want to to do on my own and what how do i make sure that i'm not sort of appeasing my fan base but, you know, not because most people watch one channel for one specific reason. But I want to see a channel that's like you watch for multiple reasons. Like I like if I'm going to go to, um, I don't know, a, like a YouTube news channel, I'm going to go to that channel just to watch the news. I'm not going to watch their like, uh, what's it called? Call of Duty content or whatever. I'm not, I'm not here for this. I'm here for that. And but I feel like there needs to be some strides made but not necessarily need, but I, I want to see it happen where someone just uploads what they want and they just generally like the person, not just the content. They like the content should be reflective on the person itself and it should evolve. The The person itself should grow over time and their content should grow over time as well as not just in quality, but rather in just what it, it is and how it changes at the times because um i've never seen like I, the only person youtuber could, that comes to mind that's like still very relevant is pewdiepie he's always been consistently um popular um for some reason i i have no idea what his uh big hype is i, I have watched some videos i don't i don't understand and um but there's there's a different time because if you think about it, like let's say Stampy uh, didn't just do Minecraft, I, he just didn't do Minecraft videos. He played other games as well, but um, is that his persona or is that his uh, his um, YouTube the uh, YouTube persona or his uh, character? Because maybe these content creators. I'm just trying to talk about the internet now, but um, who who are these people? Are they really who they are? Are they really who we think they are? Or are they just personas just to grab cash? I, I don't think that's true of everyone. Certainly, like, you don't go up to, like, um, I don't know, who is it, Matt Pat, and he's just going to start yelling, it's a game theory, it's just a theory, or something. Um, no, that's just a part of the uh, show on the channel itself. But what I wanted to mention was that... Um, seeing someone grow over time is one of the most beautiful things um, that could ever happen. I feel like that's why a lot of parents feel proud when they see their children grow up 
to do amazing things. And and I think from a what's it called a person like if you're a subscriber of one of like a channel who starts very small but then you see them grow over time uh it's kind of like that in a less in a in a weird way in a weird way um because you get to see them grow over time and their their the quality the content goes up yes but at the same time you don't want to make sure that like you want to know the same person you subscribe they're still the same person they are on the same on the inside and that they're not influenced by bunny views or whatever they just do videos for themselves not because of money but because they want to and i feel like that can the rigor of being and the demand of being a content creator means that you have to make videos consistently or even like um on a day-to-day basis or week to week as i've tried to make some videos on a daily basis but i think just podcasting and ranting about whatever is much better for someone like me because videos are a lot of work and they can be very draining um but some i think someone needs to start evolving with the type of content because like i think it'd be cool if you had like a channel that has multiple things and not just like top 10 lists or like um, I don't know, but like, it's like a gaming channel, this channel, it's, but the thing is, then you run into a problem. Like how many things can you do till someone like your fan base gets bad? And they're like, I don't know. I don't even know what this guy's doing anymore. Like, or like, I don't even know what this uh, person's doing. What are they doing? They just like, they make a video game and now they're talking about philosophy for 30 minutes. Like what is going on? Do you know? Um, I didn't subscribe to watch philosophy. I watched. Uh, I wanted to watch COD or Base Clan or I don't, I don't even know. Um, or I like. Or I'm subscribed to this girl and she she's uh, doing makeup content now. She, what what she's doing? Uh, she's 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 she went from doing makeup now and like uh, I don't know beauty review stuff, and now she's doing like making brownies or something. I didn't subscribe to make brownies. I I wanted to like learn makeup or I wanted to see some epic cod kill shots or something. And that's where the problem lies which prevents it. But I feel like um, in the long term, um, it's not that you could just make random content willy nilly, Um, but it's, they make content for a certain time geared towards their audience. And then they're, channel is going to um like their fan base is gonna or their subscriber base is gonna evolve (laughs) i I say evolve so much uh, in this uh podcast but i mean like you know they're gonna grow up and but they're whatever they're interested in they should try to adapt to that and to stay what's it called true to their subscriber base they do content they like doing but they also do what is um going on with the times to try to come to try to balance both of best worlds. And I was saying back to the, I could just rant about the internet all day. Can't I? Um, What I was saying was that um, we really take for for granted, you know, these precious times when you just go on to YouTube and just watch your favorites, like um, your favorite um, YouTuber, like one day, Sampy's not gonna make you videos anymore. One day, um, what's it called? Kevin Sparkle's not gonna make videos too much. Like you know, and so you're. And I already saw some subscribers who don't even make content anymore. 
and it's uh, sad to see, but you know, it's you just can't do it forever. Um, unless so you're PewDiePie, I guess. But you really have to take for granted. Um, well, don't, don't don't take it for granted, but like you know, be appreciative of how much people like contribute to your life right now. Because uh, like I guess because everyone watches a different YouTuber for different reasons. But if they enjoy, they make you happy one day by just like showing a stupid video. Like, and I think about this in online gaming communities as well. Um, they. Uh, not everyone could say the best forever, like, unless your name's, like, what's it called? Gary Kasparov in chess. No one can, like, I don't think anyone can be the best at a game for an extremely long time. Like, especially a video game. Unless it's, like, a certain type of video game. It depends. They're bound to get bored, and I guess there's, like, a threshold where people can't take it anymore, and people need to not need, but, you know, they should be more appreciative of what they have to get from these content creators as they spend a lot of time making these videos. And even if they, like, get an editor or something, they still do a lot for people. They still make them smile. Um, they still make them laugh. They, they make them feel like um, they entertain them. And that's a big important part of life where we need to communicate more and I feel like I've said uh, so much random stuff at this point uh, that I'm just going to end the episode and I'll continue it on another note so um, but be a little bit more appreciative of of human achievements and technology we have today and be I'm very interested to see the future of YouTube so peace out guys um, I'm calling it an end here and uh, I genuinely hope I this episode made you think about what the future lies ahead for YouTube and the internet.